to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. Episode 156. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, Shauna Wood? I'm great. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Today's topic is 10 silver linings from 2020. And we're going to be talking about things that we have gleaned or things that just kind of been reconfirmed, I think, through this year of 2020. Um, So why are we doing this? podcast well i think it's easy for us just to say oh 2020 it was a train wreck um but the reality is there's always a silver lining to every storm and so let's not waste that let's go ahead and see what are the nuggets we can take with us that were positive out of this year right and we've learned that sometimes if you don't learn a lesson guess what you get to take that test again sometime in the future so with 2020 mostly in the rearview mirror I'm I'm hoping that we can uh, learn from this and not have to retake any of the tests from 2020. Amen. Amen. Okay, so here's our, our 10 list, our top 10 list of things. So this is obviously just for us. It's not universal and we're not meant to be in any specific order of priority, but just things that we've been talking about. You ready? But I think... As we reflect on this, the encouragement is that other people reflect on this too, because we're not the only ones that had a silver lining this year. So your list might look different, but you should still have a list. Yeah, you should reflect. So the first thing we did this year was launch a podcast. That's hard to believe, isn't it? It's been I know. less than a year. I know. It's crazy. So we went from five podcasts a week down to three, and I think now we're going to move to one because we have a lot going on, a lot, a lot more new things going on. And I think we've discovered that we would prefer to go deep on things, and you are limited if you're trying to shoot to very short amounts. So we'll go right. deeper once a week. Right. But I think the launching a podcast is a big deal for us because that was a long time coming. And all the things of like, oh, just the technology side, the prep side, the whatever side, um, all those things were part of our blockage almost to getting started. So I think one thing I've learned, just getting started, get going, make mistakes, um, all that thing, it, it's just it's just part of the growth process. And you just got to just jump in sometimes. And I'm excited because as we come to the end of our first year, I can already see like changes and tweaks and that kind of thing. So I feel like the next year will be even better. But we it's kind of like jumping in the cold water. Like we just had to get going first. Right. Very good. So next thing I had, number two, is that your environment is really a cookie cutter for so many other parts of your life, meaning that your environment, your physical environment, the way things are set up, the way they're structured, they're going to steer you down a certain path, whether whether you really thought through it or not. And when we talked several times about James Clear. I was listening to one of his interviews and he was talking about when you have in a living room, most people's living room, uh, when you have everything set up, pointed toward the TV, guess what happens when you go into the living room? <laughs> right. You watch the TV, right? You watch the TV. And so your environment is such an influence on you. 
obviously during quarantine and shutdown and everything else, we've been home a lot more, even for us, than normal uh, in some ways, in some ways not. But we've had to rethink, and we, we talked about this a lot, redoing our bedroom to make it flow better for us, which it has, I feel like. Yes, I agree. <laughs> totally. Uh, the kids' room, we keep making tweaks and adjustments. The, cl- the closet of death is is like not really a big deal anymore. Like, it's just the closet of, of a small of injury. Three boys. <laughs> three boys. You know, three uh, three boys. That's that's what it's a closet of. So uh, we set that up. We redid the living room and kitchen. Um, and you worked hard on this basement down here where we're actually recording now. But it's like become another room. The kids love it. Uh, our wood stove is down here. So now that it's cold on some days, we have the stove cranked up. It's just a great place to come down here and study and just kind of be a little bit different, different spot. And the whole point of this, um, obviously it's helped our flow, but just having a good environment where you feel comfortable, um, it just promotes or it demotes good ideas and good flow. And so the things that I used to tolerate in a room, like maybe noise or lighting or something else, can you not put your hand on my back, please? <laughs> <laughs> You're shifting. Stop sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> your environment. Tell me about the things that so annoy they, you in your yeah. environment, Mr. So Wood. So, the things you have <laughs> inconsistent, irregular touches on your back. That is not <laughs> comfortable. And I think that we've seen this. It's not just us. I mean, Facebook was filled with people posting remodels, whether that was just I rearranged or I purged my closet or I painted a room or I did a full remodel. People have been adjusting because I think we realized if your home wasn't comfortable, then you only had two options. You could either just decide you're going to sell it and buy a new one or you're going to make your current environment more comfortable. And the other big thing was suddenly people needed more workspace at home. I mean, even we've been homeschooling for a long time, but we even expanded the homeschool area because it was like, okay, let's just, if we're going to be working while you all are working, we need to create the best atmosphere possible. Yeah, for sure. And I think I've also realized, and I've never put this in, I really to articulate it, but Whenever I have that stress or strain feeling in life, I never thought to consider my environment and my family as part of my issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, number three on our uh, list here is routine. And we, you and I have figured out that routine is so critical for our sanity and flow. And it kind of fits in with your environment. Like if, if you don't have a good environment to flow in, you're gonna, you're not gonna flow well, and the same thing with the routine. And basically, my goal with the routine is just not to think. Um, and you, and what I've also learned is you, you always put things in routine. Your body goes into default routine. So if you come home stressed, you know, from work, you usually have a routine. Maybe you sit down on the couch and just watch something, right? And so your routine might be productive. It might not be productive but you can influence your routine. So it's kind of a piggyback on environment, but routine is so important. It's just so important. And I feel like part of our chaos has not been quite as chaos in 2020 because we have developed over the years, really good routines. And we're all, we've had a tweak a few here and there this year, but 
people who have gone crazy had a hard time, legitimate hard time with having their kids at home, it's because they've not had the structure of routines that the kids would have at school, obviously. So, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I think we've been discussing that even today, even as we've looked at, like our kids finished up their end of semester exams last Friday, but we've still got like almost two weeks to Christmas. So it's like, okay, if we want to give them a break, but they have to have something in that workspace of time in order to still stay in some kind of routine. So even looking at what is alternatives that they can do, because we know if we give up that routine, the chaos is coming. Oh, for sure. And like we've redone, like I redo their about every quarter, their exercise routine. So I have made part of their exercise routines in the morning, like they do a certain amount of push-ups, but I've really started to observe them more. Like, okay, you say, sit here, I want to see what you do your push-ups. And it's really connected us, I feel like, in a really good way. So building those routines to encourage relationship growth, man, it's, it's such a, it's a challenge, but it's such an awesome, good thing, I think. Right. Agreed. Um, number four I have here is just the deaths. We have had a lot of deaths. Not none of these were COVID related deaths, but just you. Well, you go ahead. Who? Well, we've just had four family members and very close friend who have passed this year, and so I think it's it's really forced us to reflect and be aware that life is short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like your grandma and your grandpa, 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 grandpa. I can't remember. And then my grandma, June, and then my, my great friend, Keith. So I think the, the older, the older generation dying is very, I don't know. It's very sobering. I feel like to be like, yeah, life is, is short. Um, but I feel like with Keith's passing was much harder on me because he was my age. Not only is life short, but sometimes life just doesn't seem fair, you know? And so I feel like uh, you only live once, and I do feel like we have a responsibility to live a good life based, them dying has just kind of basically said, okay, they have passed away. If I want to honor them, I need to, I need to live a good day today. I need to live a good life today. Yes. Okay. Let's keep moving. Um, and we did episodes on those, so... Uh, last week's episode was on Grandma June, and then sometime in July was Keith's um, covering. In the beginning, I think the first episode, we talked about your grandma and grandpa uh, passing. So, um, number five, build redundancies in your systems. I feel like this is something we've known, and we, we've done that to some extent. But if you remember, like in March, we didn't know if there was going to be food on the grocery shelves, you know, like any food. And a lot of times you went to the grocery store and was like, uh, there's not a lot of food on the shelves right now. I know. It was crazy. So I think we've talked about this in our own house about like food redundancies. So, you know, obviously there's there's food back on the shelves and everything else is, is fine. But we were like, what happens if there's a bad snowstorm? Because we live out pretty rural area. What happens if there's whatever this or that? Um, do we have food for at least two months in our house? And that's stuff that we eat, you know, it's nothing special, but it's just, you know, beans and rice and just basic stuff. Uh, to have redundancy, basically just having layers, layers of, of support. 
Um, we've talked about this for income streams because we know a lot of people, and gosh, I, I think this next year, um, the amount of people who are going to be financially impacted, like we've really not even seen the financial impact of COVID and the shutdowns yet compared to probably what's coming. But we do know some people who've lost their jobs, their, the business has shut down. And so we've been like, we got to have multiple income streams, not just not just one or two incomes coming in, but you need to have a bunch. And if you really want to be, if you really want to be a sustainable, sustainable, economically sustainable, you need to learn how to make money when you sleep. Cause that's, <laughs> we, we can talk about that some other time, but I think just build redundancies. We need to build layers of things. Yeah. And I think that everybody kind of had a wake up call to that when it was in March, when the American grocery store shelves, there were sections that were emptied out. And even now, there are still, like, in my health and wellness business, we, the company traditionally always has everything ready for people to order. And we are continuing to face just times where things are out because we still don't have all the supply chains back up and functioning the way they were. And even if you go to the grocery store, there's still items that they've got some on the shelf, but not nearly what it used to be. Yeah, things like packaging, like those little packaging foil package tops on ketchup bottles and whatever um yeah there's just a lot that's that's not in the system okay number six curiosity promoting curiosity and self-learning always need to be the priority with kids (laughs) in school Right. Can you talk on that? And that's what we even just watched. I can't remember the gentleman's name now, but it's a TED Talk. And basically he talks about how you can do these amazing things and you can do anything that's super amazing. You just have to break it down to these very simple steps. And so, you know, just challenging the kids. Okay, over the next three months, what is one thing that you would like to learn or become better in? And we had answers, everything from learning to make ice cream to running a 5K, to working with wood. I mean, very diverse answers. Um, but I think this has been such a good period for everyone. I mean, the number of people who've taken new classes online or learned how to, a new skill off of YouTube, all kinds of things. Um, I think that's been a really big positive for a lot of people. Right. And I think people who whose kids are trying to do virtual learning, because where we're at, all the schools are pretty much shut down all around us. Um and so they've gone to this, this, the virtual learning thing, and there's so many people who are so stressed out about it. It's um, We have a lot of family in school. I mean, everybody around here has people who work in the schools, and they're trying to navigate, and they're trying to be helpful. Um, but parents are very stressed out because they've never had to deal, you know, with, with this aspect of their kids' education. But it really comes back to if you promote curiosity and self-learning – your kid's going to be okay. <laughs> like, they might not make the A you wanted in algebra class because they didn't get quite the help they wanted. Um, but um, promoting just that and, and just understanding that really the smart people uh, who make A's in school usually work for the people who make C's in school, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> All right. Um, number seven, where are we at? Slow down and reconnect. That was the one you wanted to talk about. I feel like if there was only one silver lining to all of 2020, it has been an almost universal slowing down of schedules 
and reconnecting with the people in your household because that is a that is a problem in typical American culture is busyness. And so to all of a sudden cut out anything that was extracurricular, any kind of, you know, outside social events and organizations and all of that kind of thing. It's been amazing how many people have told me when I've asked about their Christmas plans. And it's kind of like, it's almost like the dirty secret. Because they're like, well, we can't do the usual stuff. But I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying slowing down. You know, I mean, people who in the past have had to do like three and four different Thanksgiving meals in one day are like, I really enjoyed being at home this year. It was really small. You know, so I think not that we have to be at this extreme, um, but I think as Americans in general, we needed somebody just to slam on the brakes on those crazy calendars. Right, because that's, that is important uh, to reconnect. Okay, number eight. Um, why don't you just do that one too? Yeah, I think this was huge, is that as a society, we ask the question, who are our heroes? Because it has been, in my humble opinion, far too long that we have a few people of, you know, that are in Hollywood or they're music rock stars or they're professional athletes, and we have almost given them godlike status. And for the first time in my life, I saw street signs out encouraging truckers. I saw people, you know, put, posting things on Facebook for our nurses and first responders. I saw people thanking people who work at Walmart for their service. So I think that was just really needed. Like at the end of the day, who impacts your life? It is not the rock star. It is the person who's helping you get food on your table, the person who's helping you keep your family members well. Um, so I feel like that was a, a big win for 2020. Yeah, very good. I'm going to try to spin this in a positive light. Um, I think we have seen, I want to say number nine, is the need for dialogue um, and how polarized everything is in our society. I think the biggest thing for me is probably the political, the lack of political dialogue makes everyone just seem really ignorant and stupid um, in the whole the whole conversation. It's like when you say one, uh, with the presidential election, you say one candidate's name. If you're for that person, then <laughs> the other side, like you just can't talk. You can't talk about the real issues. Um, I think that also a lot of the um, political stuff has has gone over to um, race, racial issues and the injustices that are that are there. And so I think just seeing the need for really good dialogue of like, let's not come in with this agenda that doesn't, doesn't really help us. Let's really talk about what's going on. What's going on with you? What's going on with me? Let's, what's going on with our community? And so I think a silver lining that we, I don't think as a society we're even close to yet, but I want to say it's going to be a silver lining that comes out of this, that we actually have some real dialogue and real care for others who are who don't believe anything like us. Wouldn't that be nice if people actually cared for the for the people who, you know, wore masks or didn't wear masks, you know? Like, you pick any topic, um, and people are just against that topic, you know? Or people are really for that topic. But I think... 
I think this has all led a lot of us to be like, you know what? This just isn't healthy. This isn't good. We got to talk. We got to talk. Let's have some real conversation. So I, I think, <clears throat> I think the, uh, the need for conversation. All right. You got anything to say about that? You did well. Well, you have to have a safe place and you have to have something where people feel safe so they can talk and people can feel, now you're going to take the mic. <laughs> well, this is my intuitive, like what my gut says for most problems is you invite the person over for supper, mm-hmm. you share a meal, yeah. you have coffee, you talk and you like, then after you've done those things, you can start to discuss issues. But you just start out connecting as human beings. Yeah. And number 10 I have on our list here, it says, um, I've heard this said before, don't waste a good crisis. And I don't know who said that. I think some politician. Usually, a lot of times it's seen as a negative thing. When a good crisis comes into play, basically you try to, the, the understanding is politicians or whoever will try to do a power grab where they couldn't do it before, but now they can. But I'm going to spin it, and we want to spin it. And don't waste a good crisis is that we've all had to make a lot of changes and modifications. And you've talked about this with business stuff. We talked about stuff that was like, oh, this isn't possible for us to do it that way. And now we're doing it that way, (laughs) and people are still succeeding and thriving. So I think it's really significant, and kind of wrap it all up, is that we don't waste a good crisis, right? And this has been a terrible crisis, um, and I don't think it's over yet, but we don't need to waste it. And so we need to really think about the areas of our life where we can learn from this, like family and relationships. Um, I think there's going to be a lot. We've done a podcast early during the COVID time. There's going to be a lot of creativity that comes from this because the, the old way of doing it is not possible anymore. Or those structures or systems are going to kind of collapse totally um, as we knew them. And so there's going to be a great time to not waste this crisis. I agree. And I'm cheering, hey guys, let's all learn from this so we don't have to relive it again. As you said earlier, let's not take this test again. Let's take the lessons and move on. So I would love to hear what you have as a silver lining um, from 2020. We would love for you to connect with us. And, you know, you can do that on Facebook. If you just look for The Less Stressed Family, you can connect with us on our website, lsfpodcast.com. Do you want to say something else? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought that's where, (laughs) I thought that's why I had the mic. No. Okay. And more from Justin. Okay. Well, I think the bottom. <laughs> I think the bottom line for me, even talking about this past year, just even now, it's like, oh, that was pretty intense. There was a lot of intense things, but I'm hopeful, and I hope you, as a listener, are hopeful for the future that you you can learn from your mistakes this year. <laughs> that you can certainly learn from your other pe- other people's mistakes, like your like your spouse's mistakes. <laughs> but you you will take this, and and we will become better people for living through 2020 because guess what history shows us the people who go through hard times are going to be the great people in society in the future and the people who don't go through hard times well they get eaten by the the dinosaur they get eaten by (laughs) by the whatever but um it's those who really digest and really process and really uh have hope um they're the ones who are going to like come out on the other side and and be influencers
Now do you want the mic? (laughs) And you know, I do think we tell you all, every podcast, that you are valuable and what you do matters. But I think that really sums up kind of the lessons that we have learned this this year Um, and just appreciating one another and recognizing that, you know what, sometimes, even when times are tough, it's the little things that we do that have the greatest impact. So go out today knowing that you are valuable and what you do matters. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you.